0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome Richard Herring. Hello, welcome to the show. Uh, it's Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. or as all the cool kids are calling it, Rahelestapa. Uh, there's some cool kids in, I think some uncool kids have started calling it that. And I have to think of something else for the cool kids to do um, A very excited today. we've got to do two podcasts today um, If you're listening at home uh, One of them might be out in a couple of weeks uh, But the first one uh, We've got uh, someone who's going on to do another show later on So I'm not going to faff around too much um, I used to do a bit of stand-up at the start I've got fed up of writing stand-up It's kind of hard work um, I've been doing stand-up for 25 years um, It's quite difficult uh, And it seems to me that people... I, I haven't done that well I'm um, here... <laughs> Not even fourth year, and maybe most people come to see other people. And it seems the most successful stand-up comedians just remember stuff. That's just that's all they do. They just go, "Do you remember stuff? Do you do you remember stuff?" I, I can remember some stuff. So I'm going to try and remember. So the problem is the stuff I remember is never the stuff that other people remember. It's harder than it looks. Peter Kay is, deserves that all the money he gets. For, You think it's easy coming on stage just singing the theme tune to a children's television show. It's not, it's hard because I choose the wrong ones. Like, alias the jester was a, a joining other words was a space traveller bowl by see. (laughs) Who remembers that? Who remembers this one? (laughs) There's one person who remembers because my friend's in tonight. Uh, But uh, come gather around me, space travellers surround me, I'll tell you a story of. Rocket Robin Hood, isn't it? See the problem is it's hard to you have to choose something that people think they've forgotten but they haven't actually forgotten. That is, that's the skill. I, I've chosen something that I people have just forgotten or just didn't even know what happened. And you can't just be going, well, it's easy, I'll just choose something everyone knows. Let's say I'll do, do it now. Do you remember 9-11? Do you remember when those two planes flew into that? What was that all about? Idea. I fly some planes into a building, so you've got to remember, it's harder to do. It's like Peter is like the family fortunes of observational comedy, and I'm the pointless of observational comedy. That is why I am best, but anyway, we, I don't think there'll be much observational remembering. Do you remember stuff? What do you remember? Hard, isn't it? See, it's harder than you think. You'd be. Thinking, do you remember when I came on through the curtains? Do you remember? It's just a couple of minutes. you really not. Do you remember anything? Because see, I just. If you don't remember anything, I can just keep on doing the same lines over and over again. Anyway, look, we're going to get on. It'll take me a while to get into this. I've forgotten. Haven't been on stage for a while. And uh, just relax. It'll be fine. I've forgotten how to do stand-up. But luckily, we've got some very funny people coming on. Uh, and we, uh, my guest tonight. Uh, you may know him from Twitter. <laughs> seen his green pants. It's kind of slightly disconcerting because I've actually met him in real life and he has a head and that is, he, he isn't wearing swimming trunks. And that's all I've got is his avatar before. So will you please, he's going on to do another gig so I should shut up and we'll get him on. We please welcome ladies and gentlemen, Rob Delaney, Here he is, he's a very handsome man. Look at his handsome face, hello, come on in. How are you doing?
1: Very well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Hello, everybody. Do you, do you remember stuff?
0: Because it's hard for you to remember, remember stuff. I don't remember
1: much. No. Uh, I was just thinking you mentioned 9-11. Yeah, you remember And I was that. thinking it's a huge holiday in the United States every year. Lots of celebrations. People see who can get sadder harder. And uh, I was just thinking yeah, the other day it would be fun. Do you remember earlier when I was thinking? No. So that that they should like grade be like, the 8th anniversary of 9-11 was pretty good. Lots of balloons and things. The ninth, meh. But then the 10th jubilee (laughs) that was good stuff (laughs) because the people i mean it's like a contest to see how weird you can get about remembering it in the united states I don't. I don't approve. <laughs> it is. It is. It's an odd. It's an odd thing. So
0: um, you've you've cut. flown over topical today. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. So, I landed a couple hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. You, come, you literally just come into. And yeah, yeah, true, I like feel more jet lag than you do. Probably uh, is the is the That's truth. That's entirely possible. <laughs> and you're doing like a run of shows in uh, the Soho Theatre and the Bluesby Theatre, all sold out.
1: Uh, yeah, 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 doing a week of shows at the Soho Theatre and uh, a couple at the Bloomsbury, and I think they just released some tickets for Bloomsbury. If anybody okay. wants to go, okay, who wants to go? <laughs> <laughs> hey, go and buy those quickly. Uh,
0: so uh, you, you did come to prominence. I mean, that, I saw it's weird because you've sort of t- trickled into people's consciousness, I guess, uh, through Twitter. The, right when I, you yeah. kept on getting retweeted, and I kind of thought, do I know this guy? Is he like a comedian? Because there's a, a comedian called Gary Delaney in the UK,
1: you may be aware of. I'm hanging out with him while yeah. I'm here. Oh, for yeah. real <laughs>
2: Yeah.
1: All the Delaneys hang together. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've never met him, but we just thought that we should. So. Are you relate. You don't look very similar. <laughs> I don't th- uh, Probably not. There's a no. lot of Delaney. If you go to Ireland and look in the phone book, it's just called Delaney. It's yeah. just littered with them. <laughs> Shitty, terrible people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> real
1: um, garbage. <laughs>
0: So were, were you, you, you were, what were you doing before Twitter? Were you working as a stand-up before Twitter in, in America? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I, uh, I was doing stand-up, pursuing all the you know, classical avenues of, of trying to uh, make it and get hired as a TV writer. And so I was doing stand-up everywhere all over the country, just nobody cared. And uh, and then uh, after Twitter rolled around and I realized, hey, I really enjoy writing these short jokes, because previously, you know, my stand up is not short jokes. It's long stories and it's just a disaster. It's like a train wreck. And uh, and then I started doing these short jokes and uh, I really enjoyed it. And then based on that. So I, as much as I love Twitter, I'm very happy that I can use it to sell tickets on the road, for example, and you know perform at the Soho Theater tonight. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah. I, I won't repeat what I just said in a different way. That's the thought. <laughs> People just, do that. They say a thing and then they're like, why don't I say it again? And then I'll approach it from this angle. Maybe by the fourth time of saying the exact same thing, you'll have understood me.
0: But it's, it's phenomenal it's amazing oh, no, it hasn't worked for me I've been on Twitter for as long as you have and it hasn't
1: worked for me I'm not very good with these one I I, 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 if I may uh, <laughs> it, the first time that uh, when I became aware of you on Twitter was uh, right after the Chilean miners had gotten rescued and then like it was, like 20 minutes after you were like alright guys let's get back to work and uh, <laughs> that uh, really filled my heart with gladness <laughs> <laughs> it is, when it's, a fun, it's a very fun way
0: to react to Things that are yes. happening in the in the now. Oh, my <laughs> guest in the last year is Stuart Lee. I don't know if you. I don't know if he's made it in, uh, to America. Uh, I'm assuming. I'm pretty savvy, I'm, so I'm assuming he not. Is.
1: He doesn't like Twitter
0: at all. He hates Twitter.
1: That's okay. It's okay to hate it. It's okay to not use it. It's okay to just say, I had a burrito. You <laughs> can do that. It's not wrong. I hate you if you use it that way. But it's okay to do it that way. But it is
0: interesting because you are doing something very different. So it is, you know, I think Stu feels that um, you, you, you can only do jokes if they go on for half an hour and repeat the same thing over and <laughs> over. But um, I think that's what he feels. But you're allowed to do different types of jokes, right? Huh? you're allowed to do short ones if you like. but I watched your, uh, your download I downloaded your show last night five pounds thank you five dollars five dollars yeah even so cheaper. it's like three pounds we don't even have dollars here that's the joke on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be useless when he gets that money through so I got it for free um, I watched it I quite enjoyed it I, I, can I give you some constructive criticism please do um, so I've been doing, doing stand up for a long time and you mm-hmm. saw at the start when I did the night. remember how good I was um it was good. I think it could have been better, though. I agree. What you could have done, did you think about putting a Shrek in it? Because
1: that would have. If you had a Shrek in it. That w- that's a really good idea. Yeah, that's the next time. Yeah. Or
0: you could just put one in, animate After one effect. in. After Effect,
1: yeah. That's a good so idea. I, I should re release it. <laughs>
0: yeah. with, an, uh, with a Shrek in it. Yeah. Not the Shrek, just a Shrek. A Shrek, yeah, for Shrek. It just people like Shrek. No, they really do. They're, know, so it's my, yeah, they're terribly popular. I think that's. Because some people are going to watch it and go, I don't really like jokes about gaping anuses. You... But, but I love Shrek. But if you're it sorry, up if with they, the Shrek. If there's a Shrek. <laughs> if there's a Shrek just at the side, don't do the yeah. do, 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 dance. Mm-hmm. That would distract you from. Shrekking about. <laughs> it's just my, it's my idea to put a Shrek in it. Yeah. No, that's a very good idea. Thank you give that a try so it is I did enjoy the bit I
1: I do agree with you about the gaping anuses in in porn (laughs) Oh, yes yes yes, 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 <laughs> yes. What he's talking about is there's a thing where I say, like, my, I think I might be talking about my browser history. You know how some people are like, oh, if the FBI saw my browser history, they'd throw me away. And mine, they wouldn't. They'd be like, Jesus, he's boring. Because the porn that I look at is like chubby girls with hairy bushes and saggy tits riding a bicycle going like, hi! <laughs> so, that's it. It's like, I don't even like it where they're like, fucking, I like, just like women being like, hey, you, I, you shouldn't be looking at me. Like, that's, that's the dirtiest stuff that I look at. So I hate that when you try to go on a website to look at porn, it's you turn you, you log on and you're like porn and it's a big gaping butthole immediately. And I but don't want to see
0: a butthole. They're quite obsessed with it. I mean, you know, an anal sex is a wonderful little treat. <laughs> an occasional treat. But I just sometimes I watch sometimes I don't really watch porn very much. Yeah. <laughs> no more than two times, two hours a day. <laughs> And, uh, but it's just straight in. You just, just sometimes go, just give her a kiss first. Yeah, <laughs> just exactly. Get, just at least a little kiss. Yeah. I like when there's a bit of a story to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the bit I'm interested in then they get Absolutely. into it. Absolutely. Oh, I don't like it as much. Yeah, once they really get into it, I'm like, oh, that's enough. Yeah, right. See, right. get to the end. Yeah. I like the bit at the
1: end.
0: <laughs> 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 it's like always, It's always the same thing. It's always the same will just like a bit of variety.
1: Yeah, Maybe yeah, come yeah. on a foot at the yeah, end. Yeah. Something, just something. No, that I do like. Coming on feet. I do like... <laughs> but
0: it, it's interesting because I think um, well, in the UK there's been quite a lot of um, talk recently in, in Edinburgh this year about um, misogynist humour and mm-hmm. humour about rape and stuff whereas there is you do certainly touch upon those subjects but it, I think it's from a, a very sort of feminist or anyway, anyway, it's hard to pin down you're a hard man to pin down because, well, you know, I, I
1: know what you're in, talking about, yeah. and I do. I have sort of a kind of philosophy, which is that if it's funny to a group of men, but it isn't funny to a group of women, then I don't think it's funny. I like to be very filthy, but in an egalitarian manner, where everybody can be like, "I like that," or "I hate that." Either one, I just want them. I want a man and woman to be united in the way they feel. Uh, so I don't. Yeah, I I don't find humor in going like. Pfft to women's (laughs) souls uh, or bodies. That's not funny to me. Uh, I enjoy filth and garbage and and ferocity and anger and things like that, but not, not that kind. But it's about, you know, it's about loving women for what they are, I guess, rather than, you know, I mean, it's it's more honest, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I feel, you know, like the, you know, we have like the military industrial complex, but then there's also like the beauty industry where people, now they're trying to make women feel bad about their armpit contours and stuff, and you need a cream to fill in the wedges for when you go like that, and you can see, and it's awful, or burn or melt all the hair off her, but it's so stupid. So I do try to combat that in my own silly way by helping people appreciate their body. 'Cause I'm like, look at me appreciating your body. Don't- See? You're you're enough the way that you are. Well I guess it's I guess it's not preachy in that sense sometimes you get into these subjects
0: yeah, you're not going yeah, yeah. like this guy is really trying to preach to me about feminism here <laughs> uh, uh, so it's not that but then you do do a joke about uh, uh, that black women should be allowed to rape you which I feel has an ulterior right, motive no should it. be
1: able to rape, rape white men because yeah. I'm talking there's a wonderful book called Beloved by Toni Morrison and I talk <laughs> about you know I read it and it was just helpful for me to kind of understand the really the horrors that white men perpetrated on black women so I talk about affirmative action which if you uh, do people know what that is? Yeah. Affirmative, okay, or reparations. We yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. So, we're in England, we still know about things. Well okay, I just, I mean, well I feel like as <laughs> as terrible a place as England surely is, it didn't, it's slavery, human slavery wasn't a big part of an economy as no. recently as it was of ours, so um, uh, so what I'm saying is, is that I think that reparations don't go far enough. You know, affirmative action doesn't go far enough. So that if that today in today's day and age, if a black woman wants to hit me on the head with an axe handle and rape me to help repair history, then go ahead. I think that she deserves that. You yeah. know, I'm not saying she has to, but if she wants to, you know where to find me. See, it's kind of morally cloudy, but it's.
0: Oh, but I'm yeah, not, not, not interested in things that aren't morally cloudy no, of course, but, it's, but it's possible I think the point I'm trying to make is it's possible to joke about this I, I, I always I feel a bit uneasy when someone goes you mustn't joke about that subject at all it, well, and then the and thing. then there are jokes in every. There are jokes. Yeah, there in every is, sub- and, and, like, and that's quite.
1: That's two big subjects together. I think so. I hate slavery, and I hate rape, <laughs> and I also think <laughs> that humor is a really great weapon to fight things that we hate. So there's yeah. no such thing as a subject that's taboo. It's how what's in your heart while you're talking about it. What's your volition? Why do we do things? That's very important to me. And if you approach it from like a good point of view, then you can talk about anything. Yeah. No, I agree, it's, it's,
0: it's, it's worth uh, downloading if you want to, uh, I think it's, uh, it's an interesting, well Louis C.K.'s done it as, mm-hmm. as well, with this kind of $5 download, trust people not to sell
1: it to all their friends. Yeah, yeah he did um, it, and a few other guys did it, and so it seems to be a model that worked, so I thought you know, if I can use Twitter to sell tickets on the road why not try to do it with a special? Because oh. I do
0: this, I do this podcast and then I give that out, but if it's free.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just start to edge it up, you know? Yeah, just, I mean, everybody here is addicted. You can see the yeah. looks in their eyes. These people are a disaster. So they, <laughs> they can't quit you, so you just dial it up a little That's bit, a, you know? Yeah. It's well, a, they pay, the people, it's a weird, the people uh, here have paid oh, to come and people. see this. Yeah, the are idiots, own.
0: they could have listened to it for nothing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All they've got so far is you, the, yeah, these So these people yeah. are the hard, well, here's the thing. It means these people are hardcore addicts. They'll yeah. be dead within the month. Yeah. So you need to find a new crop that you can push your wares to. Yeah. The only extra thing they've got is knowing what he meant by the
0: armpit thing, really, which I think you could visualise at home. Anyway, I, uh, I, read, I was re- enjoying reading about you in the Guardian. You did an interview with the Guardian, and what's quite good fun um, is to read the comments that people have
1: put underneath the, uh, the in the bottom half of the internet. Oh, wow. You're not supposed I didn't to read. No, maybe I only look at it on my phone. I don't think that I can't. No, you can't get it on I'd the love phone to hear some. You can't get it on the phone. I
0: really enjoy because I think this says a lot more about the person. I think this is a brilliant. Um, Quote. Jokes about diapers, vaginas, and farts are funny, question mark. S- Someone shoot me through the head right here, right now. I don't want to live in a world like this. <laughs> I want that to be real. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a real thing. Someone If What's that's upset them in the world is you joking about a a implies they want the diapers, vaginas, and farts to be taken deadly seriously uh, all times. So if uh, you're changing your son's nappy. You must not find any humour in it, Absolutely. or that would be a terrible thing. B, that's the that's what you're going to kill yourself. Not in the, <laughs> in a, it's not in the world. It's not terrorism. It's not child abuse. Not uh, genital mutilation. Is someone joking about a fart? Has made that person. <laughs>
1: Well, they can't. They're not. They're not brave enough to kill themselves. They want someone else to shoot (laughs) shoot me through the head. This is a watershed (laughs) moment for me. If that's a real comment, then I literally, like, you're watching me realize. Oh, I can do comedy for the rest of my life. (laughs) Like that, I have fuel now for another five years
0: who could think that jokes about farts aren't funny who could either? who could say? I mean some of them aren't Look, that one's not that's not that funny but uh. there's some great jokes about farts there's a good one in uh, in Ted which I was surprised I enjoyed have you seen the film Ted about I the have Ted not one? I was surprised I enjoyed this as much but there was a bit or maybe I've got it. I think I've got the right one he farts and then they waft it over and there are some businessmen in the, the
1: far business. Uh, uh. businessmen and they go,
0: we're here on business. <laughs> they, get, they, get, they get very angry about it.
1: Are you sure that wasn't a TED talk? <laughs> oh be,
0: I, keep on, I keep on reading things on Twitter because I follow two very different kinds of people and then I go, oh, they're talking about TED. Oh no, yeah. they, they're talking about a different <laughs> TED. <laughs> and I thought, um, I, um, have you ever, did you ever have sex with any of your teachers at school?
2: No,
1: I, I never did. I had teachers no. that I would have liked to. Yeah. I, had sex with, I had sex with a teacher's daughter. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, I did my junior year of college in France and uh, I, that's the third year of university is what I'm saying. And uh, I, I had a teacher. I wanted to learn French really well, so I'd go after to school every day and try to get extra help. And she was like, I've had enough of you. This is my daughter. And, uh, <laughs> and you teach her English, she'll teach you French. And I saw her, and I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> and then we dated for a little while. Yeah. That, but that's it. I would like to have had sex with her too, but she's yeah. dead.
0: She's dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> In uh, England at the
0: moment, there's been a case where a, a, a teacher is... Uh, Eloped with the, they've been, they've been found now, but he eloped with the 15 year old pupil. Shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he
0: was married as well, he'd been married for only for a year. So I, I thought he was going to get into trouble with his wife when he, uh. when he got. I thought that probably the, it would take him quite a long time before he can suggest to his wife that she dresses up like a schoolgirl. That is, that's what, that's what, that'd be a really hard thing to approach. You have to wait a long time. Yeah. Then you might be going, oh, I'd forgotten about that thing I did. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, it's nothing to do with that. But it's kind of a, it is a sort of, again, it's one of these horrible, it is an awful, awful uh, wrong thing. But I'd quite like to have had sex with some of my teachers at school. I think oh, I could yeah. have coped with it. Mrs. DuCamp I would have liked to have sex with. In fact, if she'd, wanted to, but if she'd wanted to take me away to France, I don't think she would have lasted four days with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd have been quite, she'd be quite I mean, that's what odd if you are... If you're, hangar- if you're teaching 15 year old kids you've got to hang yeah. around with 15 year old kids quite a lot Yeah. you'd think at the end of the day you go thank fuck I get to go home oh, yeah. and not be with 15 year old kids you wouldn't want to then take one away and be stuck in a cottage
1: with they in France I, oh, I'm of the thing where like I not only should you not be able to have sex with people under the age of 18 for a variety of reasons I also think you should be able to have sex with people who weigh more than 100 pounds less than you <laughs> I think that once you're 45 you shouldn't be able to have sex with people under 35 I think yeah. there should be Way more restrictions on here allowed to have sex. With. I'm, d- I'm not allowed
0: to have sex with my wife uh, so, uh, for, for two reasons. Yeah,
1: we've been married for six
0: months. Uh, we don't really have sex anymore. Anyway. Uh. Yeah, you're right, that is unfair. She personally is distressed. Yeah. By that. <laughs> That's my wife. Hello. <laughs> How you doing? You can be my new wife. Uh, I have a rule. I, you know, I love my wife, and I obviously want to remain faithful to her, but I have a rule that when I'm doing a podcast I'm allowed to have sex with anyone yeah, during, during the podcast yeah. you yeah. can join in with that if you want so, f- so far I mean not yeah, yeah. not necessarily the two of us <laughs> I'll come I'm open feet. minded <laughs> 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 I've got very little feet you've got a huge massively yeah. very uh, intimidating present <laughs> um, so I also learned in the Guardian article that um, mm. so I've done research I've properly researched this is pretty I've, fu- I've watched this fucking show that's that cost me $5 uh, and uh, I read a Guardian article about you and Wikipedia. I got confused because there's uh, uh, a baseball, baseball player.
1: player. I, I feel so bad for him. Uh, <laughs> I really do. Guys, because I love baseball and the idea that some poor young pitcher and he's like very good uh, and I just feel that people are going to be like, are you will a comedian? <laughs> and be like, he, uh, no, I'm, I work hard at what I do and I care about America. He's a, I don't
0: really know, I don't know much about baseball but what I was interested in the other Rob Delaney is that he pitches with one hand and bats with the other hand he's a lefty batter and a... Do you not know this? I did not I was gonna. That. I thought oh I'd start... My
1: God, so I was just... going to
0: start by asking you that and I thought A, probably you get it all the time and B, no one would understand what the fuck I was talking yeah. about so I'm glad I didn't start with it because look, I was right. Yeah. Vindicated. Do you remember 9-11? <laughs> it was good. What's going on? What was that about? <laughs> um, that's all you have to do. Um, but uh, you did. You uh, well. You you became a comedian. You were. What did you do? You didn't say what you worked. You did a, had a proper job before you're a comedian in a, a
1: skyscraper. Oh yeah, yeah. I worked. I worked in advertising because huh? I was in a car accident like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. And in the United States, if you get sick or you're have an accident, they just, they kill you. And so I didn't want. So I had to get health insurance to pay for all the surgeries and things that I had after this uh, car accident. So I wound up getting a job in advertising and uh, I hated it a lot, but I would like fail upward, you know, or other people would quit or commit suicide. So then I'd get their job. And so I, I was, I was, had some measure of success all the while doing stand up at night until, yeah, then, you know, five years ago, I just quit all that. And mm-hmm. I dove into <laughs> abject poverty and, uh, then I'm slowly pulling out of it. Yeah.
0: So what did the, the car crash? Did you break yeah. all your arms and legs?
1: I broke my arms. I didn't break my legs. No, they were damaged, uh, but they were not broken. But they were... Uh, I did have to wear leg stabilizers for a while so that my knees could just have a break from bending Is that like for wheels? a while. like little Sort of. It's, yes. a, it's like a big Velcro sock um, with, like, metal bars. So you just kind of walk wow. around like that. And... Uh, it's fun. It's quite exciting. But you would drink driving when you... Yeah, crash. yeah, I don't remember any of it. I was uh. in a black... <laughs> I was in a blackout, I drank, that's how I drank, and I I went to sleep on a friend's floor, and then in the middle of the night, I got up and went for a drive into a building, and uh, nobody else was involved, but I did break both my arms and wound up in jail in a wheelchair, and yeah, then as a result, I quit drinking. But you crashed into the L.A. Department of Water and Power? Correct, yes.
0: Do they keep those things together in L.A.? Because that's dangerous, isn't it? They should separate. (laughs) You're lucky you didn't get electrocuted. I know, very fortunate. I'd keep those as far apart as possible. It's my advice to LA. There's going to be an earthquake in there as well. Um, it's all kind of come crashing down. It's going to be a disaster. So, was that, was that kind of an epiphany moment, though, where you come from? Oh, across?
1: yeah. I had wanted to quit for a long yeah. time before, but I nothing that dramatic had happened. I, had, I would just ruin, like, relationships or beds, you know? Yeah. And uh, so then I thought, well, if people are going to die, I, I don't want to drink that bad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped. Yeah, I should stop, really. Well, only if... Only if I drive into something. You do cost-benefit analysis. Like, what's going to happen? Are you going to die, you know, a few years earlier? Who gives a shit, you know? Is your marriage going to be miserable? That doesn't matter. (laughs) But if if you're going to... If you're going to really, if, if vehicular homicide comes into play, I say then you should stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you asked the police if you'd killed anyone, and that was... I did. Yeah. I, did, I didn't know, and, uh, and then they told me that I hadn't, so I said, well, I can, I can pull out of this. It'll take a decade, but uh, I can get better.
0: Yeah. But a lot of comedians, I mean, you seem very together and very uh, like a regular man, but I would a say... lot of comedians are kind of quite screwed up. I mean, I don't, no, Justin Lee Collins. I, uh, I, uh. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, don't know, I just said his name. I haven't done it. I haven't made him write down his sexual history in a book. What's wrong with you? You <laughs> know, pucker pad? That's, <laughs> the, that's, that's the thing that's. Just, I've just become obsessed with the pucker pad because why. Every news report says. I mean, this is a an, an, an British. I mean, I was going to say comedian. Uh, but, um. <laughs> this is a. <laughs> Is it, it's horrible. <laughs> so I'm very upset on behalf of, they get very upset. Wait till I'm on to Jimmy Savile. Uh, how dare you, how dare you criticize Jimmy Savile and Justin Lee Collins, what have they done? Punching women in the vagina. I mean, come on. Uh, that's Jimmy Savile I'm talking about. Can't libel the debt. So, um. <laughs>
1: Can I say something? Quickly? Yeah, go on, carry on. I used to punch women in the vagina. <laughs> in the sense that when I, I just realized this, like I'm 35, I really only I think like last August learned how to properly stimulate a woman's vagina with my hand because when I, when I was younger I used to be, you'd go in there and you'd be like you don't know what you're doing and they don't like that at all no. and I'd be like women just must not like having their vagina touched and then like my wife like last year for my birthday was like I'm gonna show you properly and so <laughs> I think I might go on a little tour around the northeast United States where I grew up and just visit women that in the past that I tried to finger and be like, FYI. <laughs> but what interests me about Justin is Collins, because it
0: might all be lies, who knows, I don't know, but they keep going on about the brand name of the pad. The, the stuff, why is it just, why do they not say he wrote, he made me write down my sexual history in a pad? That's all you'd why is the brand name of the pad yeah, so the important? Are that the, it gets uh, in all the news reports. So all the news reports says he made the right sexual history in a pucker pad. Is it because it's pucker that it, that makes it more true? I don't know, is that do you not find that weird that they name or do you think Pucker sponsored the woman who's claiming Justin Lee Collins. We need to get pucker pads more in the public consciousness and give like, people ideas of how to use them, because people buy a pad, they think, what am I going to do with that pad? What you can do with it is get women to write their sexual histories in it, and then you can use that for reference later on. If you're having sex and go, why are you going to do this? And go, no, I'm not going to do that. And go, excuse me,
1: just get my pucker pad. That's what it's for. I will say this, when yes. I first ever used uh, the Excel spreadsheet program in a computer, when I was like, you know, I don't know, 25 or whatever, I was like, I wonder if I could list all the women I've had sex with in Excel. <laughs> and I found out I could, and it only took, like, three or four cells. It was very, <laughs> uh, I remembered all of it, and there they were, and uh, I was very sad and deleted it.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a human, it's a human thing. Um, I, I, I've got
0: some, some emergency questions. Yeah, people who are regular uh, listeners to this will know... that I have, the, I have questions I ask all the time. Sometimes, think, you know, just I can't think of anything... To, I'm not very good at this, at uh, interviewing people. Sometimes I just can't, I get to a point and think I can't think of anything to say. So what I've done <laughs> this time is I've written some down. This is. What I'm going to just go. I don't feel the need to do it because I've written these. I feel I should use them. Okay. I thought the conversation was going pretty well, uh, but uh, just checking my watch to see if we got God, only half an hour. Fuck. Uh, but um, I'm going to. I'm going to ask you one of my emergency questions. If you could have a hand made of ham or an armpit that dispensed sun cream, but you can only have one of those two things, and re- before you answer, NB. The ham would regenerate over a period of time after being eaten. So if you ate it, it wouldn't be the end of your hand, but also it wouldn't be like a limitless ham hand. It wouldn't be like you eat it and it was back immediately. You'd eat it and then maybe five days later the ham hand would be back and also the sun cream in your armpit
2: um,
0: only, you can only get one bottle a day out of that so you can't start using if you're thinking well i have the sun cream because I could sort of do a commercial sun cream which of those two, this is one of my emergency questions <laughs> They're very carefully calibrated because the answer we'll learn a lot psychologically. So a ham hand or a sun cream sure. dispensing
1: armpit? My feeling is I would go with the sun cream armpit huh? because sun damage is a serious thing. I flew here today on Air New Zealand mm. and those people are just monsters. They're skin they're like lizard people. And so it highlighted for me the need to have access to sunscreen on a, on a more regular basis. Fine. And I could use that on my family. Like I have a baby. Yeah. And frankly, I let them run around. I don't care. He'll probably get burned terribly. If I had that, then I could d- help him. Yeah. But I'm not gonna go to a store. <laughs> <laughs> but the
0: ham hand,
1: you could feed your child with your hand. This ham is true, hands. but ham. Here's the thing: sunscreen, yeah. only good. You put it on and you're not you're gonna get less skin cancer. Ham is like, there's other food out there. No doctor is gonna be like, he should have had more ham. You know? <laughs> So that's where I stand on that. That's a good
0: question. That's a good question. We've learned that. So you've got a good answer, didn't it? Because I usually ask, that's one of the questions I started using during the
1: Edinburgh Fringe podcast, was have you ever seen a ghost? (laughs) Oh, I wish. I would love to. I want to. I'm one of those people who absolutely would freak out with happiness if I saw (laughs) one. Uh, You might
0: see that we're here in England because we have more history
1: here. So there's more chance. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's more
0: chance. (laughs) Is it? it goes back longer than America what are you saying the Native Americans what do you mean uh, but uh, you might say uh, but uh, my new question is if you were a ghost mm-hmm. and you became one yes and you realised you were a ghost you'd yes. be dead what would be right. the first
1: thing you would do with your ghostly powers uh, I would immediately go to a women's locker room situation <laughs> yeah and spend like a a decade there (laughs) and then I would go try and help people but you do you think (laughs) 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 do you think when you become a ghost Uh that
0: you're you have ghostly genitals or because when don't you think they've gone when you become like your head's there, and then it doesn't it sort of taper off, and then it's just sort of a little sheet, and there's no legs like and you no genitals. I would still care
1: because here's the deal: like I'm yeah. 35, I jerk off less than I did when I was 18, but I still want to look at it all and you know smell it and tickle it, you know. So even if I don't necessarily have to you know seal the deal, so even as a ghost, I'd probably still be a little interested, but not a lot. Just like 10 years, and then I could move on and save children from train accidents. <laughs> would you try and get back to would
0: you feel if you were a ghost that you were trapped on earth for some reason and that you had to you know like Sam Beckett in um, Quantum Leap Mm -hmm. and he's not a ghost but uh, that you would have to achieve something a better reference would have been ghost the film ghost (laughs) yeah I mean but but let's go with Sam Beckett (laughs) because it's just better um would you feel that you would Would you try and find
1: out What you needed to achieve like, I suspect j- that- The little boy might be You might have to help The little boy can see ghosts. I think that I would because only because like vacations I can do for like three days and then I'm like all right, let's get back to work so I would just I would get bored quickly and frankly one of my greatest terrors is that I'll remain conscious after I die (laughs) like I really hope that my consciousness is totally obliterated uh, because the idea of being like a sentient being that like still measures time in the afterlife is like Literally, I'd much, much, much rather be eaten by a shark <laughs> It is kind of terrifying, that's why I don't really understand people who need the idea of an
0: afterlife Is that it's much more terrifying than the idea of never ceasing oh, yeah. to exist
1: That's why sleep I love and although I don't drink or do drugs anymore one of my favourite things was when I'd be teetering on the edge of a blackout and I'd think like oh thank god I can end this all if I ever need to <laughs> Sorry, there's no punchline there. Um, I've made some psycho-spiritual adjustments since then, you know, that allow me to continue. (coughs) But uh, you know, uh, yeah, the idea of being a a being like I am for eternity—no thanks. I think chances are. Yeah, they got to be pretty slim.
0: Well. Like, you remember the 13 billion years before you existed? Sure do. I oh, do you? <laughs> I think it'll be a bit like that again. Yeah. Do you remember that? Those first oh, 13 cool. billion? That's right, yeah. No, don't, I don't remember them. Do you remember 9-11, though? Uh. No. Oh. you remembered it before. Amazing how the memory works, isn't it? It just kind of comes and goes. Uh, I'll ask all my guests this. I did in the first series. I, I wasn't going to continue it to the second, but you're a big man, and I'm interested in the answer.
1: <laughs> Have you ever tried to suck your own cock? Yes. Yes. Uh, successfully, when I was like what? eight or nine, I wow. took ta- I, I took Taekwondo, and uh, that's a that's a Korean martial art. And uh, I could get just like the tip; I could like yeah. kiss it. Yeah. I could be like, "Good job, good job, guy." Now I can't touch my toes, but when I was nine, I could kiss my penis. So, do you recommend
0: Taekwondo as a, a way to?
1: If you're a or nine, that. definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, I, fe- I can't, I guess theoretically there's adults who could do that to themselves, but you know, you're risking, you s- I don't know, you yeah. could p- p- slip a disc. I think the danger of this conversation is that you're, we're now
0: giving advice to eight or nine year old boys about how to suck <laughs> right. their own penis, which, you know, could be yeah. taken out of co- I mean, in context. It was fine. Right, right, right. But if I'll someone takes that out of context, said Richard and Rob Delaney,
1: recommended ways that eight year old boys could suck their own cocks. Yeah. Don't feel, I just want to speak to the eight year olds out there. Don't <laughs> feel that you have to just if you want to give it a shot if not don't don't feel any pressure even from yourself you know if you don't want to put a penis in your mouth you don't have to and you shouldn't really be listening to this yeah now go any of this go play with a dog <laughs> it's
0: good it's an interesting um, question that as well that's some, all of my interesting questions the other questions oh no what I wanted to ask you about was suing Kim Kardashian who isn't a famous person over here but um I'm so glad is um, that true well she's sort of getting there do people know she is, really? Yeah, no, so it's, it's kind of... I, know what I heard
1: was, yeah, I do, and I wish I didn't. That's the yeah. noise that you just made. She's like in a reality TV yeah, show. She yeah, got yeah. married to someone for like... Right. Days yeah, I sued her because she got married, and there were billboards all over town announcing the television show she was going to get married. And I, like, I don't watch the show, but you couldn't help it. I'd be driving to work, and I'd see the billboards. Uh, you'd go to buy your groceries, and you'd see the magazines at checkout, and uh, and you know, it was clearly a sham. And uh, then you're so you were like, oh, I wonder when they'll get divorced, you know? And then they did like a few days later, and I was like, no, you can't. You have to stay married. So I sued her for,
2: <laughs> for 18 million dollars,
1: and As soon as I announced it, I wrote an open letter to her in a magazine and uh, immediately uh, all these lawyers contacted me and were like, we want to help you pro bono. And uh, all these people contacted me and were like, can you turn it into a class action lawsuit? And in the letter that I wrote her, I was like, look, Kim Kardashian, I don't hate you. I want you to be happy. I've been married for some years. I want you to know that joy, but you need to understand that sometimes it's hard, you know, and you got to stick it out. So you can either stay married and keep your money or 18 million dollars which is what you were paid for this two episode wedding you give it to me and I'll give it to my uncle Randy who lives in Rhode Island and he's a drug dealer but he'll use the money better than you would you know (laughs) and so and I like it's so it wasn't malicious. It was funny because I would do like radio shows because I was I did radio and television in every English speaking country in the world. <laughs> after that, because people were like, "Yeah, Seward! <laughs> and uh, some de- some like shitty sports radio DJs in the United States would be like, "Yeah, that bitch. You want to give her the smackdown?" <laughs> and I'd be like, "No." <laughs> I want people to understand that marriage is a serious thing and like I, I'd, I'd be like, did be like, so if you could tell her to fuck off, like if you'd be like and slap her in the ass, I'd be like, no, I just don't think that she's made a wise decision then I want her to help her. Like, so it wasn't motivated by like hate but, you know, I just, look, marriage is hard, that's all good. It helps you grow as a person, you know? So aspects of it are fucking nightmarish but a lot of it is really good and I would like for her to experience that.
0: And <laughs> Have you have you won the money?
1: Have you got it in you've didn't win. Are you still
0: con- are you still carrying on with it, or have you just? Because <laughs> I'm going to sue you for R- not understood. following through on
1: your. D- D- uh, a newspaper threatened to do that. <laughs> the New York Observer, a real thing, said that they were going to do that. And um and anyway, no, it just takes a while because once it turns it becomes class action lawsuit, now it's the people's, <laughs> so it's not up to me anymore.
0: <laughs> um and um. Mitt Mitt Romney, who I can't... Let's hear it from Mitt! (laughs) What? I mean, I don't know
1: how much uh, we do know about that. Sub- this subject. He's, he's running for president. I mean, to just put it into context for, for British folks, like you guys have a National Health Service, right? Like, let's say you, you, something you, like you later tonight, you know, you're going to find some sores on your penis. You don't want them there. You're going to go to the doctor, and they're going to be like, sure, fix it. Whereas in the United States, you'd have to go a mortgage. And, uh, <laughs> it, and so Mitt Romney uh, created a thing where in the state of Massachusetts, which happens to be where I grew up, anybody, you had to get insurance. And... Uh, uh, whereas in many parts of the country you couldn't even if you wanted to pay for health insurance Like you'd be like I would like to give you a lot of money every <laughs> month for health insurance They'd be like no you can't because you have ovaries like women forget about it So Mitt Romney created this thing called like Romney care, you know And uh, now that he's running for president. He's like, I don't know if that was such a good idea And so he's gonna want to repeal what we call Obamacare Which is the requirement that everybody in the United States have health insurance, which is a pretty good idea for people to have <laughs> And uh, so that's just one example Example of why I don't care for him. Uh, you tweet him quite a lot. You actually every tweet day. Him? Yeah. Every does he has, he? has he tweeted? Does he ever tweeted back? He again? hasn't. Uh, <laughs> he has not. The Obama campaign has has reached out to me, but uh, <laughs> and not the Romney campaign. Uh, my, my suspicion, because it's been written about in like Business Week magazine and some fairly large publications, is they're probably aware of it, but they have not reached out to me. Okay. I want to help him.
0: So. Do you think he is going to win and become the president? No, he won't. Uh,
1: and <laughs> it, it, just because the, the economy is getting a little better, you know, and, and Obama's very... The thing is, is, Obama over here would be, like, considered a right-wing nut nutjob. He's like, he's like Ronald Reagan, whereas over there, people think he's on the left, and he super isn't. And he's so pro-corporate and all that. I mean, he's a millionaire, super disconnected from the people. But if, like, you and I are here, and then Obama's here, Mitt Romney's like, where are you? Too. So I don't drink the Obama Kool Aid, you know, but he just has some ideas that are better for, uh, for example, a country.
0: <laughs> but increasingly, I mean, that's what politics seems to be coming—is about rich people looking Ugh. after that. Certainly here in Ugh. the UK, we've got people looking after the other rich people, and they're, they're yeah, for yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah. Their other mates in the room. Yes, uh, so we had this interesting case like last week where one of the hu- guys high up uh, in the what's his called Mitchell uh, was go- he was cycling out of the down- of Downing Street and the um, the policeman wouldn't let him go through the gate and uh, he could- which he usually does and they said you have to walk through the side you can't go through the main gate we're not going to mm-hmm. open it for you and then he got very cross with them and called them plebs and oh. said you should know your place uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> which I think that's him using his indoor language that, yeah. the, that the Conservatives have he's yeah. accidentally come outside that's why Cameron was angry he's going you're only meant to say those things when oh. we're inside 10 Downing Street <laughs> not the outside so he, I don't know I think he's kind of got away with it though I think they this, kind of, this is the amazing thing with the news it kind of everyone goes oh this is awful and then the next thing comes along yeah you know, yeah yeah Jim, someone brings
1: up Jimmy Savile and then that's <laughs> Yeah, the thing with Romney, I mean, to make an analogous, it would be like, my my motivation is to, like, hopefully one day have something. Because, like, you have the NHS here. Not perfect, but better than nothing. Which is what so many millions of Americans have, is nothing, or less than nothing. The surgery on this wrist, I had to pay for with three credit cards. I mean, the amount of debt, I had to work for years to pay for all this stuff, you know? And so, I just would like to have a climate where people aren't afraid that if their daughter gets leukemia, that their life savings will be Evaporated in you know a few minutes, yeah. Which is what happens in the United States, and it's not funny.
0: No, well, there was a go because there was an, again. There was an interesting case with uh, th- th- this is not funny either. In the case with the guy who shot all the people in the um, cinema. What's not funny about that?
2: <laughs> so,
0: they didn't get to see the brilliant film. Imagine mm. uh, <laughs> the
2: end of the make.
0: Oh, I've seen the end of it, and you know feel sorry for them uh, but there was, a, there was, a, there was a guy who's a young comedian who got shot who's shot in the head and you know yeah. he's with a young wife just about to have her mm-hmm. baby and you know it's kind of amazing that that's yeah. that's not covered if that happened to you if you're an American you're shot in the head by a maniac in a cinema yeah. the government won't go oh we'll pay for your
1: Yeah, and I mean, not to get, and this is the last thing I'll say about it, but the thing is, is if people don't have to be terrified that a health situation can bankrupt them, then they'll focus their energies in other areas. Whereas, like, in the United States, you'll stay in a job that you hate for 25 years just to keep health insurance for your kids because you get it through your jobs in the United States. And if you were like, no, no, actually, I can go invent that amazing thing now that I'm not shackled to my job anymore, it's, like, good for the economy to have your people be healthy, I read in a study. (laughs) I'm um,
0: going to ask you an emergency question I <laughs> can't think of anything else what is your favourite cheese? oh you know, question <laughs> you for I, your... I, I, I wrote that out in advance the, the best cheese
1: the best thought, cheese I've ever anything. had uh, is uh, when I live I lived, when I lived in France uh, would have been like unpasteurized camembert oh yeah yeah, anything where you can get sick and die is the best, especially so the look, cheese. You thought it wasn't a good question, but by
0: putting that oh, in, I've, made, I've made Rob reveal something I didn't know. You used oh, to I would, in do a G- I would do
1: a podcast exclusively about cheese. <laughs>
0: no, you used to live in France.
1: I did. did didn't I? I say that earlier? Yeah,
0: no. Just okay. said it just now, didn't he? Did he say it before? Yeah. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I can't, lis- can't listen to it all. What, where did you... <laughs> when we were talking about the school kids was it I was, yeah the teacher yeah, I was, yeah, the teacher's yeah. daughter I was you know I was just fantasising about <laughs> running off with my teacher I'm not sick it's alright the other way around <laughs> I could do it now no one would mind if I ran off with Mrs. DeCamp now people say why is that man running around where that 64 year old woman was but no one would mind wouldn't get in the papers um Oh, well, I didn't learn anything from the cheese question. <laughs> the cheese. Do you have Nando's in uh, America?
1: Nando's, mm-mm. Mm.
0: Can't ask the Nando's question, this got a new Nando's question. Have you ever been to Portugal? <laughs> here's a serious question.
1: I'm gonna answer that question. Okay. Has anyone ever been to Portugal? <laughs> yeah. Is Portugal real? I don't know. I've never been. Is anyone in the? I heard someone saying yes in the
0: audience, but only one person. Okay. And not have you been to Nando's and eaten some Portuguese chicken, <laughs> which is why I was doing it. That doesn't count. That is not. It's not like an embassy. Nando's. It's not like you go into Nando's. Do you like? I was going to ask which, which, what heat sauce you had on your Nando's. What heat sauce? Yeah.
1: I bet pretty hot. Yeah. Is like extra sauce. hot. Is extra hot real hot? Yeah. But then there's now
0: there's one that's hotter than that. Oh, I mean, that's, that's what fits. I have.
1: <laughs> Look at you. Yeah.
0: I've, uh, I've, got, I've, I've got an advertising slogan for Nando's I'm trying to popularise and get... Um, to get them to use it. It's if it's not extra hot, then you're a twat.
2: <laughs>
0: I like that. Yeah. I can believe- you can use that, Nando's. Have it for free. You used I to work
1: in advertising, so you know that that's a good... Oh, thing. yeah, no, that rolls right off the tongue. I live literally... I live in Los Angeles which is in Southern California which is right by Mexico. So our Mexican food there is unbelievable. So I'm constantly slathering myself in hot sauce. Yeah. I get but I've got
0: older now and I can't mm-hmm. uh, if I eat uh, hot food too late.
1: I can. Yes, yeah, it's, it's,
0: bad, it's bad for me. Yeah. I wake up early. Nightmares. You're still a young man, you're lucky. I'll ask you one of my other emer- this is my favorite emergency question I've come up with just cuz there's no answer to this question that will last for more than one word. Have you ever seen a Bigfoot?
1: I, want, I mean, oh, I, anything, if I ever could see a, a Bigfoot or a zombie or anything, I'd be so happy.
2: <laughs> Not a
1: zombie, that'd be terrifying. It would be, but I, you know how people are like, ugh, enough with the zombies in movies and TV shows now? I'm like, nowhere near enough with the zombies. Anything zombies, I'm in. So if there were, yeah, I, I'm like somewhat way too ready for a zombie apocalypse. Uh, yeah, I'm a student of the zombie would Combating you like to become way. a zombie, though, or would you like no, to become a No, I wouldn't zombie? at all. Although, no. I was thinking the other day, like, if you were there, like, right when somebody got bit by a zombie, and they went into the pre-zombie coma, and they were really beautiful, and they wouldn't <laughs> let you have sex with them in real life, yeah. could you have sex with them before they fully transformed? <laughs> would you have time? <laughs> I, we may never know. And, and ethically, you know, is it...
0: Yeah. You know, if, you say, if, no someone is a, if someone's a zombie, have they... Yeah. Because I also do ask, this is my regular question... Uh, if, you had to, if you had to have sex with an animal, yes. if you had to, and <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, maybe a zombie would count. Uh, yep. what, what animal would you have sex with if you had
1: to? Uh, whichever one had a body hole that wouldn't... You know, listen, I would be most concerned for the animal itself. Whatever I could fuck without it being hurt or killed. I understand that they might be like, why are you fucking me? <laughs> right? Like, we can't... It's, it's going to be upset, but... <laughs> if it i would like it to not die or even get hurt so probably yeah. some big huge thing that could kill me yeah. which i would deserve if you fucking i would <laughs> fucking animal that anything that could that could not get hurt and would then be like all right buddy and then kill me after it was done and yeah. hopefully i'd make it come <laughs> It's the nicest answer. There's only, I've asked
0: like 25 comedians now that question. I think only one, one other person has thought about the actual
1: animal's <laughs> feelings. You know, well, that's so, yeah, stress. That's nice. Well, that's just monster. I mean, you don't have sex with an animal. Jesus, people. <laughs> it's
0: a different culture. You can't come over to our country and start judging right. with your ethics. And I telling stand, us what we're doing is wrong. I, I'm not going to say I stand corrected. I stand chaser. <laughs> you're the one who wants to have sex with a woman who's not quite a zombie. Well, you said she wouldn't have sex with you, and then she's becoming a zombie, and then you have sex with her. It's like using,
1: you're going, using that moment to get in there and go, It's, it's opportunity. When opportunity knocks, <laughs> when life can't you a lemon, zombie woman. Make love to her. Okay.
0: And on uh, and, uh, and a serious note, <laughs> well, no, because uh, you, you you seem a very happy man. I feel happy. You, you see Everything seems very together for you. It's I'm very a, unusual for comedians. But you do talk about, again, in this uh, Guardian uh, article, you talked about uh, being depressed and suicidal
1: a couple yes. of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, no, I do. I take medication for depression. After I, I've been sober for 10 years. And after about a year, after all my surgeries, after uh, all my legal difficulties were passed and everything, and I could finally, like, breathe again, um, I went into a big depression, which I've heard is not uncommon. for people after they quit, you know, a career of substance abuse. So, and it runs in my family a lot too, uh, uh, alcoholism and depression of varying levels. And so, yeah, so I got very, very badly depressed and I had to, uh, you know, I I was going to a psychologist. She suggested I go to a psychiatrist and everybody was like, you should consider medication. And I was like, no, I'm sure I'll, uh, I'll be fine. And then it'd be like, you know, in a <laughs> corner of a bus and uh, and then I, I took the medication and it made me feel a whole lot better because uh, I, I, previously, when I was depressed, it, my mind was just saying, "Kill yourself, kill yourself, kill yourself," which grows tiring, and so <laughs> Uh, And a lot of physical pain accompanied. I mean, the symptoms physically of real bad depression are are pretty weird. You know, your body just hurts all the time. And like the first thing I'd do when I would wake up is just throw up. I'd wake up in the morning and go throw up after having not slept much. So it was really awful. So I started taking medication and then that just, I was worried, especially like creatively. I was like, oh, well, I won't be funny anymore. I won't be fun to be around. I won't be able to, you know, weave tapestries of story (laughs) that people will wish to wrap themselves in. And uh, the fact is, is that I could, when I took the medication, because I was still alive, and <laughs> it allowed me access to feelings of like you know occasional happiness, you know focus I was could be of use to friends and family. I could still get sad, but i wouldn't it wouldn 't be like irredeemable you know yeah so so yes, do think being a comedian is a pretty depressing job
0: though. If you're, you're in front, depression is being a comedian. It, be. it can be.
1: Yeah, it, it, there are elements of it, but I think good comedy there's there's alchemy in it, and you take the dark and the horror and turn it into good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we might talk about crazy bonkers, and we have been for an hour. You know what I mean? <laughs> but if people can leave here and feel a little bit then what better thing could we ever do? I can't think of anything.
0: No, I suppose. But it is, you know, I mean, there's been t- I've never been depressed on mm-hmm. that level, but i found it, you know, it's a hard job to... It is. Mean, you're, like you are saying, you're away from your family, your family, oh, yeah, your yeah. family mm-hmm. um, and that's a very hard thing to cope with. if you, I mean, and it's nice to know you've got that to go back to, I suppose. I, I guess I found it harder oh. when I was <laughs> single and now on the road and there was nothing in my life. That's quite a depressing thing to
1: Yeah, to well, with. I try, what I try to do is... is balance it, you know, I'll tell you, I had the very good fortune to meet uh, Bill Cosby recently, he's an American comedian he had a show, anyway uh, uh, and I met him and we were talking, it was me, my wife and him, and we talked for like 15 minutes and he made me say he he said, so like, what's what would you say the top priority in your life is, he asked me, and I was like, well my family, and then like, I I giggled, and then, because I was in his presence and I was like, comedy, he's like, no, say it again and don't laugh, and I was like My family. He's like, pause, and then he's like, and then comedy. And I was like, and then comedy. He's like, and he's like, do it again. And and so he made me literally repeat this in front of my wife three times that my family was more important and then comedy. He even was like, comedy's way off in the distance; you can barely see, you know. And he's like, if you keep that in that order, then you can be happy and you can make a lot of comedy for a long time. And I I was like, (laughs)
2: real comedy.
1: And. But I try not to like, because it would be easy to be like, yeah, I just want to fuck them. I'm going to go do comedy. Or it would be also easy to just stay nuzzled in a little bed with them and while bookers are calling being like, no, I want to smell my family. You know, so I try to do both. You know what I mean? I'm a lot funnier since I've been married and become a dad because I just have more life, you know? But then also, I'm able to feed them with comedy, you know, better than when I worked in like a call center being like, do you want to buy a very shitty newspaper and people be like, no, I don't. I'd be like, of course you don't. Thank you. And like, like, you know, they're working in a furniture warehouse, which is a fine thing to do, but after a certain point, you know, I was very, I knew where all the furniture went, and had learned the interior of the whole warehouse. You know, so it's like, I try not, they, I try to be comfortable with the tension of being a family man and a comedian crazy person. And if I can be comfortable with that tension, and know that it always will be tension, and not bad tension, but it'll be a dynamic Force. I'm imagining a glowing rope for some reason. I don't know why. If I can be cool with that, then I think it'll be good. To date, it is. Yeah. We'll see. Everything could change tomorrow. You know, Bill Cosby isn't a real doctor.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> just like, throw that at you. So that might, that might throw it all. At, and if you had a ham hand, your children could eat. <laughs> Give a man a piece of ham, yeah. his family will eat for a day. Give a man a ham hand. <laughs> um, that's. <laughs> That's what I say. Does your wife, because you, you are quite honest or, you know, you joke quite openly about uh, marriage and the ups and downs yes. of it. Does your wife, because my wife,
1: and she'll kill me now for even mm-hmm. saying this, doesn't like it when I joke about... Things like that. Here's what I'll say. My wife is extremely funny, and she's very smart. And so she won't get mad at me if I, like, I have a new joke that I'm doing now where I talk about not her vagina (laughs) as it actually is, but I say, like, I was worried. I'm talking about childbirth, and I say, like, I was worried that when I looked at her vagina after she had her first baby that it was going to look like a billowing ham blanket <laughs> held together with staples and yarn. And um, I said to her, I was like, "Can I?" that was the only time I've ever gone to her and be like, can I say that? Because, and she's like, well, then you say how it's not. It's totally fucking tight and awesome, right? And I was like, yes. And she was like, yeah, then say it. I want people to know that my vagina's excellent. And, um... So she would get angrier at me if I told like a lazy joke than she would if it was incredibly filthy. If it was like really filthy and disgusting but had like elaborate moving parts and punchlines and then the great. But if I was like, you know, this guy, she'd be like, fuck you, you idiot. Tighten it up. So I, I actually trust her comedic uh, taste pretty implicitly. Yeah. She's a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, look, unfortunately, it's,
0: this is the point where it usually gets interesting in an interview because we get over the hour mark and then it goes, <laughs> on, from, goes on for goes on about 10 minutes and it's a bit uncomfortable. The man, the man <laughs> went off to just to remind himself about 9-11. Uh, and uh, and then, then it gets really funny again. But we, I'm conscious that you have to go and do an actual show. I'm so grateful for you to uh, for coming and doing this because uh, Rob so is, about, is, is doing another show in 45 minutes uh, at the Soho Theatre uh, and has literally just arrived in the country. So uh, will you please give it up for my fantastic first guest, Rob Delaney? And gentlemen. Thank, you. thank you, thank you. You have been listening to Richard Herring's Left the Square Theatre podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest Rob Delaney. It was produced by Ben Walker. The music was by Pest. Thanks to Orange Mark from the British Comedy Guide and Ian Tunes from iTunes. This is a Sky Potato and Fuzz production for the internet. It's free. Tell your friends. How you like them sky potatoes? <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. It is free, as I mentioned there. If you want to give something back, that would be lovely. You can come and see one of the forthcoming shows at the Leicester Square Theatre. There's tickets for all of them. Um, got some fantastic guests coming up. Or you can come and see me on tour. I'll be touring uh, in October, November, and then through February through June, right around the UK. Go to richardherring.com and you can see all the details of that. Or go to gofasterstripe.com where you can buy DVDs like What Is Love Anyway, uh, Fist of Fun, the popular 1990s series, the second series that is just about to come out. You can pre-order that. You can buy the book, Talking Cock. Anything like that, that would be lovely. Or if you don't want to do any of those things, why not just tell any of your friends who you think might enjoy this show and tune in next week. I love you. Bye.